everybody. Ben Starr here with you with The Positive Mind, bringing you ideas, concepts, and guests to help you lead a positively-minded life with, of course, the main man, Kevin O'Donnell. There's a change for you. And, of course, Nassima Diane Diemer. Hi, Nassima. Hey, everybody. As we're back in our new time slot, that's right, we're here Tuesdays now at 11 a.m., only on 99.5 FM, WBAI, New York City, 11 to 12 every Tuesday. That's where you will find The Positive Mind. A change, Kevin. There it is, Ben. A big, big change, followed by Gary Knoll and then Leonard Lopate. A big blockbuster three-hour programming here. We're what so they call it? Stack program. Stack programming here yeah. at WBAI. We are happy to be in this time slot, though it is an adjustment, Ben. You know, it's only two days from the weekend instead of three, and that's and it's earlier in the day, so there's yeah. an adjustment. You know, I usually need that extra day of preparation, so kind of has to get me ready you know i'm still trying to adapt adjust <laughs> to this change and what about change outside we wanted to continue last week's conversation about change because hey when you're having uh when we're talking about the mind and the body and the spirit you know we're talking about change endless change and evolution and it's you know really important to spend some time talking about can people change can you change? Can you change? I mean, it's changing outside. You know, we, we, we have a big change going on. I saw somebody in a sweater this morning. I put on my boots today. My <laughs> toes are not happy. I hate putting my toes in shoes. But it was time. It is time. And things are changing. It's going to warm up again. But, I mean, it's 20 degrees colder in the morning than it will be at high noon or mm. 1 o'clock when it gets really warm. Yeah. This is a big change. Yeah. So we wanted to follow up last week's conversation about change, and we did post on the website the stages of change, which we're going to outline for you today. But it's a question to you. Can people change? Can you change? Have you changed? Have you ever gone through a period of change? What caused the change? You know, as I was reviewing and researching the show, I was thinking, you know, there's behavior change. You know, some people need to change their behaviors, right? If you're a substance abuser, or, you know, if you're a gambler, yeah. if, you know, if you're, you're not making enough money, um, if, yeah. you're over, if you're overweight, you know? If, you know, there are things that, through our life, periods yeah. of time when, you know, we need to change some behaviors. If you're staying up till 2, 3 in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, and you're up at 7, I mean, there needs to be a change. So... We, the question is, yeah. can you change yourself, or can you only change behavior? We had a we had somebody on our Facebook page answer the question, you know, that we posted yesterday. If there was something you could change about yourself, what would it be? And she just said, bad habits. Not good enough. Bad habits. Right. I know. We need to move we a little more into A little it, more specific. It's what? a start, but that's but, usually yeah. the first thought. Okay, mm. I've got all these bad habits mm. that I do, and I know I should change them, but very often you feel like you're adrift in the sea, you know, and yeah. like how, how do I sort of anchor myself in order to create a change or find a way to make a real change? Because it's like I know I've got bad habits. Yeah, I think all of us have bad habits. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said not good enough, because mm -hmm. you want to get as specific as you can be if you want to make a change so that you can, you know, remove all the inessential stuff 
And if you're just saying bad habits, it's kind of too vague. It's but not if you, measurable. It's not measurable. Very good. Right. We, uh, in, in, in psychology, we often say we want change to be smart, mm-hmm. specific, measurable, achievable, uh, relatable, and timely. Goal-oriented. Really specific, yeah, goal-oriented, but targeted, right? You want to be very, very clear about the change I want to make. You don't want to change 10 things at once. No, yeah, so choose one bad habit. Right, and and one aspect of a bad habit. Right. You know, know, if you're overeating, uh, don't overeat at breakfast or overeat Mm -hmm. at lunch or eliminate a certain type of food. You don't want to totally transform and change everything. Right. about that one thing so i think as i think that probably makes it easier to throw your hands up in exasperation and give exactly. up entirely yeah, exactly. it's too much. right it's and too so much. that's what we're going to talk about today how to make change effectively and do you know about people who need change it's always easier to point like i if i say do you do you know anybody who needs to change i can i can mention 13 people yeah yeah I, it's that easy I know to need see. to change <laughs> Do you know any people that need to change? No, all my friends are perfect. And you, Ben? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we could all use a change. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. At yeah. some level, I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's something there. Something. Yeah, yeah, and very often your friends are the ones who can see it more than you can. Right. What, you know? what would your friends say about you now that you think you would need to change? Yeah. I mean, be gentle about this. That's one thing about change. People go at it hard. And, yeah. and, and to change, make a change successfully, it has to be enjoyable. There has to be some enjoyment in it. And we're going to talk about how to bring some joy into the change. And it seems like there might need to be some enjoyment in the result of the change to identify mm-hmm. how it might feel good. Right. After the change is made. So you don't want to just make a change because it's a negative habit. You want to make a change because you're going to be better for it. Right? Not because other people think, like, if you're a smoker, you want to stop smoking because uh, other... You you don't want to smell like cigarettes. Yeah, you don't want to smell like cigarettes. Right. Maybe not the best motivation. Maybe not the best motivation. Right. Or your teeth are yellow or something. Right? Yeah. It's, it's but you want to feel your lungs feel mm. full again. Yeah, maybe you want to run is. or work out or, yeah. You want to add positive behaviors to your life, your repertoire, and cigarettes are in the way. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. fatty foods are in the way. Yeah. So let's talk about change and making change and noticing change. Have you noticed some change out there in the weather and in the leaves? You know, Ben, I saw posted in the newspaper the change of leaves happening. You know, they're showing oh, a map the, the, the map of the different colors of New York and where the leaves ch- changing are occurring now. Yeah, you know, and so you can I think go it's and Buffalo watch the leaves. or somewhere. It's but way up there. Yeah, it's, it, it's way, way up there. there. I think even in most of Maine hasn't happened yet. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's coming. It's coming. I saw in Maine it was 48 degrees last night. Wow. Really? Right. Yeah. Why is it we're always still fascinated with this, you know? Because it's such a big change. I mean, think about this week to last week. We had a caller last week who who said, you know, on Labor Day, summer ends Labor Day that Monday. 
-hmm. And then the melancholy comes in. You know, she was talking about melancholy. And that's a big change, you know, from the hyper, you know, the elevated mood of summer, the promise and opportunity of summer to walk outside in a T-shirt. Mm. It's also the, the change of, of the level of activity in terms of how busy things are, what's going on. People are really on vacation until Labor Day. And after Labor Day, it's really back to school, back to work. You feel it in the whole city, in the whole area. Mm. I mean, you feel the energy change. You really do. Right? End of August, oftentimes the streets can be, feel deserted almost. It's like, where did everybody mm. go? Mm -hmm. And, of course, not everybody has gone away on vacation, but... They're all at work. Yeah. <laughs> and at school. Yeah. And now traffic is back. Right. Yeah. And it's about to get real, 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 real bad. Real bad. Well, starting today, right? The, yeah. the UN. Right. The UN. Stay away from the east side. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Between so, the 30s and the 50s. So you, you're, you're mentioning, like, uh, changing behaviors. Yeah. What about changing a personality? That's harder to do. I mean, often, you know, people come to therapy, counseling, they come because they have a symptom of some kind. You know, they're lonely or they're, they're depressed or they're anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a bipolar disorder, mania, mm -hmm. and then a depression, um, or, or sometimes, you know, uh, a psychosis. Or, so they're coming because of something painful that's happening to them. Yeah. And, and they're not knowing, but they want that to change. They want mm -hmm. the symptom to change. Uh, Which often expresses itself in behavior. Yeah, of course. Right. You know, are you sleeping a lot? Are you not right. eating more? You know, um, What's your mood like? Are you having mood swings? You yeah. know, of course, behavior's changing. And they just want that fixed. Mm -hmm. The real question is, what is laying the groundwork for these symptoms? And, and so it takes a while to really execute real change in a personality. What about people right. who uh, enter into a relationship with the intention that they're going to change their partner? Because oh. <laughs> I see that yeah. a lot. Danger, yeah. danger. Do you yeah. think they start that way? I mean, I think some people do. Yeah. 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 I think some yeah. people do. I heard someone, uh, I was talking to someone I know about, say, a potential romantic partner she had just met. Right. Right. And the way she described the partner to me was, well, he has potential. <laughs> right. Okay. Which to me. Yeah. Right. What, I mean, if what, the, what mean? does potential really mean? It means that, you know, there's potential to be good if there was a change mm. of some sort. Mm. So I, I do think that a lot of people have that mentality of, mm. you know, they find a partner and they think, maybe I will be able to change this person. I mean, what do you think about that? I'm sure you must see that in couples. I, I, oh, you do. You, I mean, you see it with married people. That they, oh, I thought he would change. Or I thought she would change. I tried to change them. You know, right. and we're talking six years into the marriage. Right. And, and, pretty, and we had Harville Hendricks on the air, and he was saying, that's in the power struggle. After the first year of the romantic relationship, it shifts now to the power struggle where now I have a silent agenda to get you back to the way I want you because the romance has died. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to make you change because we're in this power dynamic. Yeah. And yeah. then they go, to, they go to town on that. And he says oftentimes a power struggle can last 25 years. So how easy is it to change another person? <laughs> ben? I can't imagine it's very easy at all. No, it's, it's not easy. It's close to impossible. 
But it leads to this idea of how do we help people change? But because behavior is a little easier. It's easier to help somebody change their behavior than it is to help them change their personality. But um, maybe the changing of the behavior can open up some different roads to easing the personality. Absolutely. I mean, one thing you, we find that when, when obese, when somebody who loses, let's say, 120 pounds, 150 mm -hmm. pounds, they're changed. Yeah. It's not just their body that's changed. Their personality changes because along the way they're seeing potential they're seeing possibilities the windows are open the light is coming in yeah you know the, this yeah. closed offness is 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 ending and an opening is happening and so aspects of the personality start to open up right and then they be, have their choice back they have their will back they have their ability to see and envision things for themselves that the the disability disorder took away not to mention i think oh, certainly a lot of wisdom and perspective from an incredible journey of hard work and struggle yeah and i think yeah. also understanding maybe what what was it they were coping with or what was it if if indeed the the weight gain was because it was a coping mechanism yeah. or or whatever the addiction is what you know the underlying feelings uh fears sure. traumas that might get addressed as you move through the process of the change and Absolutely. that's the beauty of yeah. change is really it's a process of healing on many levels if you're willing to make the steps towards it it's a way of healing maybe something some wound or some feeling you can or some bet situation that all the issues with your parents and all the issues of the enablers in your life mm. that got you to this condition will come up Right. As you embark on a process of change, mm -hmm. a period of change. So I think you're right. I mean, I do think you can't go at the personality straight. You can go at the behavior as a vehicle to get to the personality. Right. I mean, that's what AA is. I mean, AA tries to have people come in a fellowship and share about their struggle about hitting rock bottom. They mm -hmm. say, you know, AA will become successful if you've hit rock bottom. Yeah. If you've gotten to the, the worst part of this and you have nowhere to go but up. Right. And there's this supporting fellowship to help you go up. Then you're ready for a change, but the struggle, it's part and parcel of the struggle. If you're yeah. just joining us, you are tuned into The Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM WBAI in New York City. I'm Ben Starr here with Kevin O'Donohue and Nasima Diane Deemer as we discuss change, continuation of our last discussion on our last program. Mm -hmm. And we'll be taking your calls at 212-757-5555. That's 212-757-5555. So let, let's go ahead. So I just wanted to put a shout out to anybody out there who has been through any of the 12-step kind of programs. Sure. I mean, there are many of them. Mm. Uh, many different offshoots, and you might just listen in on this program because I think a lot of what we'll be talking about will will ring uh, familiar to yeah. you. Mm. And it's you know it's a process that not only you go through in that kind of a group, but also with any therapist or any group mm. or any kind of support in a in a good setting. These are steps you'll you'll hit upon. Yeah. So the first the first step is to ask an open ended question. Y which means you don't want to ask a question that 
has a yes or no answer. Do you have a drinking problem? No. Yeah. Do you have a gambling problem? No. These are these are not open-ended questions. These are closed questions because they have a yes-no answer. But to get the person to respond, what do you think your life would be like if you didn't have this in your life? Mm. See, that's an open question. That gives the person room to answer. Room to feel, it sounds like. Room to feel. How is what you're doing affecting you? Right. You see, you can't say yes or no. You say, well, it's affecting me in this way or that way. Mm-hmm. So this is these are kinds of questions that get a person to identify, yeah, maybe I do have an issue. Maybe I have, you know, maybe there is something. Is, you know, if you took this away, would your relationships improve? Well, there's a yes, no. Hold on a second. Yeah. Right. How would your relationships How improve? How would your relationships improve? So it's such a subtle shift. Right? It's not a would you, but it's a how. Except, yeah. How will things be different? 212-757-5555. We're talking about change. We need your help talking about this um, because we're, we can lay out the psychological uh, information about and theory about it. And this is the Prochaska theory of change, by the way, uh, motivational interviewing. Uh, we can put it out to you, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear what changes have you made? Who do you, who in your life needs to make a change? How would you help somebody make a change? The first thing is to not be harsh, mm. right? Can you find mm. the the gentle language to say to someone like, "I'm very concerned." Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not asking you to change. I'm just saying I'm I'm concerned about this. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing. Is there any way I can be a support? Beautiful. How wonderful. How You know, if you're somebody who wants to change, how nice is that to hear someone say that? As opposed to, you know, you should go to an AA meeting. Right. <laughs> or, you know, you should go see a dietician. Yeah. You know, yeah. or either you change or I'm leaving. Yeah, there's or, that ultimatum. Right? Or, or, you know, stop stop drinking the Coca-Cola. You know? You're right. Or do you don't, think you have a don't problem? Don't do this. Stop I th- smoking. I think you have yeah. a problem. No, none of this works. Right. You you want to get the person on your side. So you want to get them to envision maybe things could be different. How would this change your life if you stopped doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, what what things would improve? So the first thing is to get them to see there is a problem. There might be a problem. Yeah. Right? And if they think it's a problem, that's huge right? because they might not think it's a problem and then you kind of know where you're standing yeah but you know it's, it's are there times when you've there. noticed this to be a problem yeah there's a yes no you see you can't ask that right right when are some times yeah when you, have you noticed when have you noticed that this this um is not working for you that's the famous therapy question how's that working for you right no, you, I don't. I think that's an aggressive question. You want to get people to really explore and uh, see, and because uh, um, that that to me is really what's going to change. When you close your eyes and you get an image of you as changed, mm-hmm. right? If you're 100 pounds overweight, and you just close your eyes and picture yourself 100 pounds, 150 pounds thinner. And hang out with that image. See that image. 
Think about that image. How does it feel to see that image? These are the things that are going to help you change, to, to re, you know, have recourse to this image of you not doing the behavior that you want to change. Yeah, I find sometimes that's one of the most important things to get a hold of because I think sometimes when people are stuck in a behavior, they don't see the other, si- you know, the other side. They're so admired in it that they think this is the only way I can be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can take a little coaxing to get them to that place of like, wow, you know, you know, you're, you're starting to feel the effects and how this has been, you know, detrimental to you. Maybe if you just like like imagine there's a part of you or a or a or an image of you that's already done this that's already made this change. Mm. We're taking your calls at two one two seven five seven five 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 five. We have Mark on the line. Hi. Hi. Hey, um, hey Mark. Very interesting show always. Um, I wanted to bring up the uh, I guess the the issues or the point of when there's been, say, a long marriage or relationship, and we're talking maybe even <laughs> decades later and find out that uh, what you've actually been dealing with is still that power struggle from what you maybe should have taken care of in year one. Yes, yeah. And and both people are very strong uh, individuals. Yeah. And, and uh, you love one another and you're still in it many, many years or decades mm. later and still having to work through that, that finality of that. But at the same time, uh, one of the individuals is a counselor, let's say. <laughs> okay. So it makes it difficult for the other individual. Wow. And, and then at the same time, then you have, um, let's just, well, you have a, a life threatening issue that comes about so it's like a try wow situation you know you yeah i think you need yeah. to have a bonfire uh yeah i know here's what here's what i'm saying i think you, you have to say all right let's write the 10 ways i have been trying to change you for the last 20 years and you write the 10 ways you've been trying to change me and let's have a bonfire and throw it in the bonfire and start mm. and start to be real with each other, counselor or no counselor. Uh, <laughs> the power struggle is you you know is universal. It's everywhere. Counselors, psychiatrists, yeah. psychologists, everybody does it because there's such a disappointment, right? The, but, when yeah. when the romance fades, that magic fades. The disappointment comes in, and we kind of want to get back to that romance. I think it's because it's, it's, uh, it's such a strong end on both ends, like the uh, strong-willed child kind of thing. But uh, it's uh, that after so long, uh, it's like a broken record. And yeah. it's so hard to get that... Uh, it's so hard to say the first sentence, isn't it, Mark? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true, but it's so hard to uh, get a, a momentum, let's say, headed in the right direction before you run into those walls again. Yeah. Well, you might need a third party. Uh, we're going to, well, you know, yeah. uh, because, I mean, ultimately it gets down to this 
inability to be honest with each other, right? You can't really, because there's such a blockage in your body, in your chest, in your heart, that it's it's hard to even say the honest words like yeah. how hurt I am. And so yeah. you might need a third party for that. Interestingly, BAI, we're going to be promoting a, a Safe Conversations workshop in October, which is exactly this, helping a couple look at each other eye to eye and say what has been hurting for so long. So you might want to listen to that in October. Uh, other than that, you know, you can call my for office sure. and, and I can help you out with this. But right, uh, thanks Mark, much. thanks so much for the call. Happy, happy, happy fall. 212-757-5555. 212-757-5555. There's change, right? People want to change the other because they 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 want to change themselves too you know i want to be open i want to be accessible i want to be the the happy me i was when we were flowing with each other well i think most of all it comes down to the power struggle that you mentioned yeah i want to exert power over the other person but that is not as satisfying ben as romance no but i think when someone can feel powerless in a lot of ways and a lot of aspects of their life they seek to find the avenues where they can exert and have that power. I yeah, so it's 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 a default position. I agree, right? You rather than talk about how I'm powerless, let me try and manipulate you. I mean, it's to like give me the sense of power. Classic example of you know, you give someone the slightest kernel of power, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna kind of abuse it in a way. I mean, think about. Yeah. Think about like ushers at an event or like TSA at the airport, mm-hmm. mm. right? They're not like especially powerful people, but they seem to get off on <laughs> exerting that power. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, what I don't know. I, I, I also kind of feel like something that you lose in the power struggle is the relationship vision, which Harville talks about a lot. Yeah. Like this is getting right. back to we right. need to envision what kind of relationship do you want? Yeah. And very what, few how do you want it to be? And that ver- would be the second part of sitting around the fire, I think. First how I've been trying to change you. Second, this is my vision of the relationship. And you might find that you're kind of on the same wavelength or there might be some points where you Yeah, connect. that's a really useful exercise. But I uh-huh. and I do think it gets back very few visions for a really happy relationship. Include, I have power over you. Right. I get to dictate the rules. Exactly. Very few visions uh, for a relationship. Yeah. So, so we want to ask open-ended questions. 212-757-5555. Mark, thanks for that call. Um, we want to help someone be aware that there's an issue, that they have mm-hmm. a problem, that they have something, that they're not living their best self, their best way. So you ask not yes, no answer questions. You ask, how would your life be different if you didn't have this? Then you should, th- so that the, per- the first thing is to try and get them to see, yeah, okay, I do have a, uh, an issue. I, I, I'll acknowledge that. My breathing is labored. You know, I walk up two flights of stairs and I can't breathe well. Also, uh, there's a financial cost. There are many, many costs. Huge so you make, costs. That, you make that list with the person. And then you say, well, how is it limiting your life? Mm-hmm. You know, why should this be a concern? Why should people who love you be concerned? Mm. How do you want to honor the people that do love you? 
You want to raise the level of their concern. What's this costing you in terms of feeling connected to people? Right. Connected to yourself. Is this the self that you visioned? So again, close the eyes. Mm -hmm. Get the image of yourself as a connected human being or as an estranged, isolated human being. Yeah. What is this costing you? The level of concern. It is costing me my health. It's costing me my connection to people. It's costing me my reputation. It's costing me my sense of myself. Mm -hmm. So we have the problem, the recognition, and the concern. And then you, okay, so we, ha again, open-ended. We're not saying yes, no questions that somebody can simply say yes to, no to. Mm -hmm. Where do you go with those answers? Nowhere. Where, you d where, you, where it goes when it's open-ended is it goes inside the person for them to say, yep, okay, all right, I'm aware, I have a level of concern, now I want to take some action. Right. Okay, what, what are my first steps? How, here's a question, how can I be supportive of you making a change? Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. go ahead. We're going to take a short musical break. Uh, we will continue to take your calls those of you on hold, please stay holding, and we'll get right to you after the musical break. Again, that number to call, 212-757-5555.
John Mayer waiting on the world to change. Here on 99.5 FM, WBAI, New York City, you're tuned into The Positive Mind as we continue our discussion on change. Always trying to bring you some related, relevant music. I'm Ben Starr here with Kevin O'Donohue and Asima Diandemer. Uh, we're continuing to take your calls at 212-757-5555 as we discuss change. We have Dow on the line. Hello, Dow. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hi. Um, so, so much great food for thought, and um, I called in last week, too, and I love this topic of change. Yeah. Um, and for me, what was very helpful, um, first of all, I believe we all kind of in a awareness or pattern, more or less of an awareness, where we are searching, we feel restless, there are hurdles and struggles that we face yeah. in a pattern um, way. Can you give me um, one example from you? So, for example, um, I was finding it hard to connect with people in a certain way, um, where I would come up to a point in the friendship where there was a hurdle, mm. there was some kind of disagreement, and then there was um, a certain fear, maybe, of losing the contact or something. So it was mm. the fear of abandonment. Um, and then, you know, what, but once we're in that pattern and we're getting tired of it, I feel like, or for me at least, then we start looking outward for solutions. Mm. And as a long-time, you know, BAI listener, of course I was listening to the um, uh, positive mind. And <laughs> I realized I've been a listener since the late, mid-90s. And the change came um, because I contacted Armand out of the blue okay. about something and was invited in and he showed me the sh studio and all that. Um, and that, of course, you know, brought me onto a path of um, discovery on, on many levels and learning different tools. So let's, so let's just talk about this pattern, Dal, because you, what you're in is, is the, is the pre-contemplation stage because you, right. you sense something's wrong, there is a pattern, you're not happy with it, if you don't do something, it's the friendship's going to end or it's going to go down a typical road for you. So you're irritated. There's something at, you know, on the edge of your awareness that you say, I need to change this. Something has to be done. Exactly. So, so then, then, you, then, you, then you move yeah. into the contemplation idea and, and seeing yourself, right? I've, I've said to this, uh, I've said close your eyes because in the moment it can get very awkward to actually confront someone and say, you know, we always go in this direction and somewhere along the line I start feeling uncomfortable and I don't say anything and then it ends up with us being fractured and me going my way and you going your way. So so th in the moment, I agree, that's a, that's a really difficult thing to do. But when you've gotten into the pre-contemplation stage, you, you're, you're recognizing the irritant, and then you're saying, okay, now how do I change this? What do I do? And you contemplate a strategy. What do I need to do to make sure that this doesn't happen this way? Again, it's almost like you know, a, an, an alcoholic being tempted by a drink. What do I need to do to not walk into the bar? What do I need to avoid? What do I need to stay away from? How do I see myself successfully avoiding the trigger so can you do that i mean what do you envision as a way to to make this change that you want 
Well, I, I learned, uh, you know, a wealth of tools through the Amman Center, amongst right. other reasons, and I'm not doing a plug here. It could be anybody. No, sure. um, and so one thing that was very, very helpful for me was the Enneagram. Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, are, are you a four? Are you a four? No, I'm a one. I'm You're a, a one. one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So and and I'm, I'm quite the evolved one, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, over the years, I mean, it took a long time, you know, and it's still a work in progress. The way I view it is um, it's like maintenance. It's like going to the gym, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's the mental gym that we're going to. But it also connect. It's connected to the body because through the various therapists I've worked with and coaches, um, you also have to develop um, the awareness of how it affects your body. So when you were talking about the um, the the feelings of discomfort, they are also stored and they appear in a certain part of the body every time. In your body. In my body, or right. I'm sure other people have similar experiences. Well, absolutely, but you can uh, tell in posture and whatever. You it's know? Al- it's almost a gift, though, when you mm-hmm. when you have this located into a part of your body, especially if it's getting triggered with with this pattern that you're talking about, because you could say, "Up oh, there it goes, there goes that tension in my lower belly," uh, as I'm talking to this person. Uh oh, I could go down this pattern way that I us- usually go down. Or I could take a breath and realize this is the place, this is the time I want to make the change. So, so I would also say as a one, you have a relationship to something that nobody else in the Enneagram has. You have a critic inside of you, right? Lost connection. Oh, oh sorry, Dow. Are you still there? Is she still there? Yeah. We have you. Maybe not. Hello. Okay, oh, so wait, so all right, let's go to the next call. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. If you're listening, Dow, I was asking you about this critic because the one is the perfectionist it has this additional you know, voice in their head that the other numbers don't have, which is this critic that's always telling you you're not doing it right, you're not doing it well, you can do it better, you should, you should, you should. And so mm-hmm. this, is a, uh, this is a place to start. If you can start learning to talk to your critic, then this pattern of avoiding uh, or not confronting people that are going to take you down another uh, path will become easier. Mm-hmm. 212-757-5555. So we have pre-contemplation, Nassima, then contemplation. What's the next stage? I have Action. A, uh, is it action right away action. after contemplation? You yes. know, so there it is. Because we were saying to Dow, you contemplate, you close your eyes, you imagine, you envision. Okay, I need to make the change. I'm ready to make the change. Mm-hmm. I want to make the change. Now I need to take the steps to make the change. Yeah, and so and, you, and it sounds like she has gone through many steps. She's learned many tools, and that's the thing. Change doesn't always happen with a snap of a finger you know and you need a lot of support and you need tools and you need to build the capacity and keep you know reiterating the vision in your mind and it's a step-by-step process i we, mean we it may, really i'm is. sorry we may have a telephone issue because it seems we just had a couple calls that were on hold to get this connected oh so okay. if you were if you were holding and we lost your call give us a call back we'd love to take your call 212-757-5555 
Yeah, so so but again, Nasimo, uh you take the action and then this becomes the time for an outsider to say, How can I be a support to you? Again, an right. open ended question. We're offering you an idea concept here that when you want to help somebody change, you don't ask them a question that they can say yes or no to. Mm-hmm. You want to ask them a question that puts them back on themselves and gives a multiple word answer. How can I be a support to you? Right. Well, you can you can help me avoid the triggers. You can prepare special meals. You can help me during hours that are my most difficult hours as I'm trying to make this change. Not all 18 waking hours, 16 waking hours are difficult for me, but there are these four or five hours in the middle of the day. Maybe you can text me, call me, support me, be there for me. Maybe, you, you know, my transitions in the mornings, you could be, you could have a cup of coffee for me. Right. You know, so how can I be a support as you take an action, as loved one is taking an action that you want and they want to do, an open-ended question, how can I, how can I be a support? And 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 so, the final stage is is, well maintenance. Well maintenance is maintenance. That's the third. It's stage. not the it's not the final stage. It's it's the fourth stage maintenance, right? I guess yeah. yeah. Pre contemplation, contemplation, action, maintenance. Okay, so now the change has begun. You've started enacting a program of change, right? And now you need to maintain it. Yeah, and that's why that's why AA works. That's why Weight Watchers works. That's why anything that's asking you to be accountable, it helps you sustain maintenance along the way. Um, that's just supporting your maintenance. Um, you know, and maintenance is about those difficult moments. Like, who can you call when you have the urge to do the thing you don't want to do anymore? Mm. You know, and and who are the threats mm-hmm. to me backsliding? Yeah. You know, when you really need to make a change, you get rid of those people. You or, get those yeah, people out of your life. The people who are, you know, when you're trying to make a big change, you either have supporters or enablers. You don't right. have, there, there are no others. You're either on my side or you're not. Yeah. And so what you need to do, those people that, well, you can have one drink, you know, well, you could have a pizza or, yeah. you know, you want to get as far away from those people have them out mm-hmm. as best you can. Now, if it's a marriage partner, then you have, a, you know, then you have an issue. Then you have to somebody you're living with who's doing the enabling. You need a third party to come in and say, look, this is the behavior that we're witnessing. Yeah. And this is where you need to. And there's a whole dynamic going on there that sure. is that's very scary to change sometimes. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. Mark asked a great question. Dow was on to something there. Uh, I got us started on these stages, pre-contemplation. There's at the edge of my awareness, something needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Then the contemplation, envisioning, imagining, closing your eyes, seeing, then taking the steps to start doing it, uh, and then maintenance of the change. And an awareness that relapse is natural, Yeah, which is the last stage, relapsing which is natural. You know, it's not the end of the world. If a relapse is the end of the world, you weren't doing it well. Mm. <laughs> you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> uh, relapses right. are, are, are understandable, uh, but it becomes, ma- how, do, how do I support, how do we get back on? Right. How stuck will you be if you don't get back on yeah. the change, if you don't start doing the change? Again, notice, not yes, no answers. 
questions that are open-ended. Well, and something about relapse that, that strikes me is that it's kind of like muscle building, right? Like you, you, you are maybe good about going to the gym for a while, you get sore, you stop for a little bit, and then what is it, what is it that organizes in you to get back to the mm. gym? What is it that organizes in you to, you know, get back to that meeting or go back to your therapist or, you know, whatever is going on um, to to that the relapse is kind of like a test of that muscle of like your will to make the change. And it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to observe. Like, OK, I fell off the wagon. What? How do I like organize myself around? You know, it's sort of like lays it in a little bit deeper. No, I really want to make this change. Okay, yeah, I fell off. I'm I'm not gonna beat myself up. I'm just gonna go right back to the plan, and just keep going. And it sort of builds it a little bit stronger in you. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. We're checking out the phones. Give us a call. We dropped some calls because of the phone, but we want your calls. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. So here we are headed into the harvest season. We're in the fall where where change is happening. It's changed in one week, Ben. A big change has happened between now and two I weeks. I felt it this morning walking out of my house. Right? Oh, yeah. So a lot of people suffer from what's called uh, seasonal affective disorder. And it starts, you know, it, start, it can start as early as mid-August. I, I mean, get, you I talked about... I, I get it, but it doesn't hit me until after daylight savings ends okay so once that happens i feel it intensely right intensely what are, what, what are some things you feel when when it hits the lack of daylight is i find uh mm-hmm. affects my mental state makes Can, me feel sluggish makes me feel a little sad a little upset mm-hmm. do you get choked up do you have any body symptoms no, but it, it makes me almost uh, almost lazy. That makes me not want to do anything. Mm, so there's apathy. It makes it harder to get out of bed. Right. Right. Yeah. So this is a seasonal affective disorder. This is the depressive part of the disorder, right? But you have a mild case. You don't have a totally disabled case. You no, can, it's not debilitating. You can. I've function. known people for who it's whom it's debilitating. Right. And and these are the people we want to help strategize and be a support to because this is a real thing. This is not. Uh, a minor thing. Seasonal affective disorder uh, is not, you know, it's in the DSM. It's a, a significant disorder and can lead to a sense of, when we talk about depression in general, a sense of hopelessness that, okay, things are dying. I mean, harvest, it's harvest season, but the leaves we're reminded of are crumbling and dying. The The daylight is getting shorter. You know, the, the planet is sort so of... So what might be a way mm-hmm. for someone to preempt this or to start to move to, like, imagine, like, okay, well, let's use the imagery. Mm-hmm. What would it be like to move through that time without having that effect? When is it the most difficult for you? What hours of the day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there. two questions. What and hours of the day and who can you turn to for support? Right. And maybe also specific actions that you can put in, like, I'm going to use a, mm-hmm. a light, you know, sometimes people use those lights, the UV lights, or right. I'm going to, you know, sure. put on music and dance, or, you know, there are ways to sort of, you know, prepare, f- you know, it's going to happen. Right. So let's, you know, contemplate and maybe imagine a different way of moving through that time period, mm-hmm. because it's 
happens every year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So taking the steps and having a support and mm. seeing the change that you want to make, seeing, you know, someday, you know, so also make allowance for failure. Make allowance sure. for not being able to overcome it because, you know, the external environment is a pretty oppressive thing. Yeah. It's bigger than you are. You know, what's happening out, uh, you know, in, in the environment, in the weather is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. So it's a big thing to manage. So being aware that this is big and I'm probably going to fail at times yeah, is an important thing to register, is an important thing to keep in mind. But finding the people to support is critical. Mm-hmm. 212-757-5555, did we solve the, th- the phone issue? Yes, we have a couple on hold, and we're yes. just getting someone transferred through. Okay, very good. Yay. So, all right, we have 10 minutes to go. Um, Let's hear from you guys. It's 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 our second show on change, and we, we're, we're forgetting the real question. Can people change? Hmm. Have you seen any person change? I mean, you change, we're talking about changing behavior. Yeah, I have. I have. I've seen people stop smoking. I've seen people stop drinking. But these are behaviors. These are behaviors. Yeah, that's it. And and so, you know, yes. And when they when their behaviors change, yes, they do change in themselves. On some level, their personalities change. Maybe they're a little more grounded, or maybe more real, on some level. Hmm. You know. So so and it's and and you know, as someone witnessing change and also you know attempting change for myself. Just really, you know, like re-meeting that person because they're going to mm. be different. You know, it's like you're you're used to a certain way of interacting with them. You have to change as well in your interaction. Yeah, and I think that was part of the thing what Mark was getting at. Mm-hmm. How do we begin after decades of this relationship to recognize that not only does the other person need to change, I need to change. And what does that look like? And you need to let the other person change. What will mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah. When I recognize my own need to change. Mm-hmm. So change is a dynamic process. It's a good process. We're changing all the time. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you know, our physical health is changing, our body is changing minute to minute, if mm. you recognize it, if you really pay attention yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and so our relationships have potential to change minute to minute also. Mm-hmm. So when you embark on change, the people in your environment are going to notice and they'll probably have to change too. Right. So we dropped two more calls. Yeah, we seem to have a problem with the phone number itself. Uh, We lost Dave, who I'd love to hear from. If if you hear this, Dave, give us a call back at uh, 757-4488. Okay, that 212. Yeah. 212-757-4488. But can can they get through that way? We'll see. We will see. We will see. We're (laughs) We're trying to straighten out this phone thing. Anyway, so... so, I'm curious. I wonder what happened. So... In terms of the Enneagram, right, changing my, changing my fixation. As a two, I'm giving all the time. I'm helping all the time. I'm looking to help. Do you need to change that? I'm looking to achieve all the time. I'm trying to succeed. I think that can be an exhausting way to live. Totally exhausting. Yeah. And it keeps people out. If you're busy pursuing a goal, Ben, all the time that your relationships are going to be be problematic. In fact, when we have a three person in the Enneagram come to the center, 
The first thing we ask is, how are your relationships? Your relationship to achievement is strong, but how are your relationships to people? And do you need to change that? Do you want to change that? There are directions you can go in. So if you're a three, you can go in the sixth direction, the, the direction of the pathfinder, the doubter, to, to help make those changes. But this is internal change that you're trying to look for. As a five, you're, you're observing, you're on the outside, you're withdrawn all the time. Well, what, it, what will it take to jump in the middle? How do you jump in the middle of things? Hmm. Pull yourself back from withdrawing and go jump right in. How can I be a support to you? Not a yes, no question. What specific things can I do to help you not withdraw? Mm-hmm. You know, If you're always tempted to get things, like a seven in the Enneagram, the person who's always seeking pleasure, not wanting to deal with any issues, just stay on the surface of things, how can I stop you? How can I you know, assure you that I can sit with you and be with you and you don't need to run, run off to another thing that you're safe here? Right. Right. So these are kinds That's of personality story. changes, Nasima, different than, than the addiction changes that we're, we're talking about. So mm-hmm. there's the behavior change, helping somebody change, and then there's the personality change, which can often happen when a big behavior kicks in. You know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say don't make any big changes for a year. Right. At least a year. When you're embarking on a big, big change, it's going to take about 18 months, really, to complete the cycle of pre-contemplation, contemplation, contemplation, action, maintenance, relapse, and then renewal again. Mm. Um, And finding the right supports and weeding out the people that are not going to be supportive. Right. Right. Big changes. Hard to do. Yeah, so and there's a, there's a reason why often people just don't, you know, because it is, it's a lot to contemplate, it's a lot to imagine, and so they often just will stay with how things are, and it's it's hard to watch, it's hard to see, it's hard to watch, people just I get th- more and more narrow. Yeah, I, and I, th- I, th- I there's one thing that was left out, and I, yeah. I, I think I'm going to look into the science of this research, the, the need for rewards along the way. Mm-hmm. Celebrating successes on the on the yeah. pro- in the process of changing really important, you know. So it doesn't become yeah. just one long marathon of change, but it's it's intersected with periods of rewards, celebration, recognition. Yeah, how's that for a concept? Amazing, love it. Sounds really positive. <laughs> it's like the what's the positive of change? That you've been positive. listening to the positive mind here with Ben Starr. Nasima, Diane Deemer, Kevin O'Donoghue. I'm sorry about the calls. We dropped a whole bunch of calls. We'll get it all straightened out for next week. We are back on Tuesdays from 11 to 12. Thanks for tuning in. Dow, thank you. Mark, thank you. And all the others, Dave and others. We will be back to you next week. Have a good week. <laughs>